Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC talent show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is the Wikipedia page for Moral Panic, part one of two. Welcome to Wikilesson, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN, reminding everybody to subscribe. That's right, everybody. Subscribe. Or else there's going to be a moral panic because you did something wrong. Uh, yes. There could be a moral panic if you did something wrong. And the something wrong is not subscribing. <laughs> yes. It's not like uh, petting a kitten with peanut butter in your hand. Is that morally wrong? I don't know. Kind of. I think so. Because, like, can cats even have peanut butter safely? And then, like, it would get stuck and... I don't know if cats can have peanut butter safely. Huh. I just feel like that it sounds wrong. It does sound wrong. Even though it may not be. Um, This is a very long article. We're cutting it down into a two-parter. You should read the rest on your own because it's super interesting. Let's get to it, everybody. Moral Panic. For the album, see Moral Panic album. A moral panic is a widespread feeling of fear, often an irrational one, that some evil person or thing threatens the values, interests, or well-being of a community or society. It is, quote, the process of arousing social concern over an issue, usually perpetuated by moral entrepreneurs and mass media coverage and exacerbated by politicians and lawmakers. Moral panic can give rise to new laws aimed at controlling the community, Moral entrepreneurs, by the way, a moral entrepreneur is an individual group or formal organization that seeks to influence a group to adopt or maintain a norm altering the boundaries of altruism, deviance, duty, or compassion. You said duty. I did. Stanley Cohen, who developed the term, 
states that moral panic happens when, quote, a condition, episode, person, or group of persons emerges to become defined as a threat to societal values and interests. While the issues identified may be real, the claims, quote, exaggerate the seriousness, extent, typicality, and or inevitability of harm. Moral panics are now studied in sociology and criminology, media studies, and cultural studies. That accent made you sound like a narrator in a, in a children's film. Let's see what Winnie the Pooh and the gang are up to. Examples of moral panic include the belief in widespread abduction of children by predatory pedophiles, belief in ritual abuse of women and children by satanic cults, and concerns over the effects of music lyrics. Some moral panics can become embedded in standard political discourse, which include concepts such as the Red Scare and terrorism. It differs from mass hysteria, which is closer to a psychological illness rather than a sociological phenomenon. Mass hysteria is a great Green Day song. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. American eulogy, mass hysteria, modern world. Yeah, mass hysteria. I wonder if mass hysteria mentions the... Um the War of the Worlds radio broadcast. I wonder if it would include um, Dancing Mania. I think we're going to have to read the Mass Hysteria page in the future. History and Development Though the term moral panic was used in 1830 by a religious magazine regarding a sermon, it was used in a way that completely differs from its modern social science application. The phrase was used again in 1831 with an intent that is possibly closer to its modern use. Though not using the term moral panic, Marshall McLuhan, in his 1964 book Understanding Media, articulated the concept academically in describing the effects of media. As a social theory or sociological concept, the concept was first developed in the United Kingdom by Stanley Cohen, who introduced the phrase moral panic in a 1967-1969 PhD thesis that became the basis for his 1972 book Folk, Devils, and Moral Panics. In the book, Cohen describes the reaction among the British public to the rivalry between the mod and rocker youth subcultures of the 1960s and 1970s. Cohen's initial development of the concept was for the purpose of analyzing the definition of and social reaction to these subcultures as a social problem. According to Cohen, a moral panic occurs when a condition, episode, person, or group of persons emerges to become defined as a threat to societal values and interests. To Cohen, those who start the panic after fearing a threat to prevailing social or cultural values are moral entrepreneurs, while those who supposedly threaten social order have been described as folk devils. What? Folk devil is a person or group of people who are portrayed in folklore or the media as outsiders and deviants. Wow. Oh, like, um, what was it called? The Jersey Dwarf and and the Albino Giant or something? What episode did, was that from? I don't know, but I think that I want to make a movie, like a zero-budget movie called Folk Devils. Yeah, you should. That is a great idea. Can I be in it? I don't know. You want to be in it? Of course I want to be in it. I'll take that as a yes. We'll see. 
In the early 1990s, Eric Good and Nachman Ben Yehuda produced an attributional model that placed more emphasis on strict definition than cultural processes. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message while you place an emphasis on uh, your cultural processes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Thank you for listening to that message, everybody. Now let's get to Cohen's model of moral panic. Cohen's model of moral panic. First, to name the phenomenon, Stanley Cohen investigated a series of moral panics in the 1972 book Folk Devils and Moral Panics. In the book, Cohen describes the reaction among the British public to the seaside rivalry between the mod and rocker youth subcultures of the 1960s and 1970s. In a moral panic, Cohen says, quote, The untypical is made typical. Cohen's initial development of the concept was for the purpose of analyzing the definition of and social reaction to these subcultures as a social problem. He was interested in demonstrating how agents of social control amplified deviance, in that they potentially damaged the identities of those labeled as deviant and invited them to embrace deviant identities and behavior. According to Cohen, these groups were labeled as being outside the central core values of consensual society and as posing a threat to both the values of society and society itself, hence the term folk devils. Setting out to test his hypothesis on mods and rockers, Cohen ended up in a rather different place. He discovered a pattern of construction and reaction with greater foothold than mods and rockers, the moral panic. He thereby identified five sequential stages of moral panic. Characterizing the reactions to the mod and rocker conflict, he identified four key agents in moral panics. Mass media, moral entrepreneurs, the culture of social control, and the public. In a more recent edition of Folk Devils and Moral Panics, Cohen suggested that the term panic in itself connotes irrationality and a lack of control. Cohen maintained that panic is a suitable term when used as an extended metaphor. Cohen's Stages of Moral Panic Setting out to test his hypotheses on mods and rockers, Cohen discovered a pattern of construction and reaction with greater foothold than mods and rockers, the moral panic. According to Cohen, there are five sequential stages in the construction of a moral panic. One, an event, condition, episode, person, or group of persons is perceived and defined as a threat to societal values, safety, and interests. Two, The nature of these apparent threats are amplified by the mass media who present the supposed threat through simplistic, symbolic rhetoric. 
Such portrayals appeal to public prejudices, creating an evil in need of social control, folk devils, and victims, the moral majority. 3. A sense of societal anxiety and concern among the public is aroused through these symbolic representations of the threat. 4. The gatekeepers of morality, editors, religious leaders, politicians, and other moral-thinking people respond to the threat, with socially accredited experts pronouncing their diagnoses and solutions to the threat. This includes new laws or policies. 5. The condition then disappears, submerges, or deteriorates and becomes more visible. Cohen observed further, Sometimes the object of the panic is quite novel, and at other times it is something which has been in existence long enough, but suddenly appears in the limelight. Sometimes the panic passes over and is forgotten, except in folklore and collective memory. At other times, it has more serious and long-lasting repercussions and might produce such changes as those in legal and social policy or even in the way society conceives itself. Agents of Moral Panic I'm an agent of moral panic. Characterizing the reactions to the Mod and Rocker conflict, Cohen identified four key agents in moral panics, mass media, moral entrepreneurs, the culture of social control, and the public. Media especially key in the early stage of social reaction producing processed or coded images of deviance and the deviance. This involves three processes. One, exaggeration and distortion of who did or said what. Two, prediction, the dire consequences of failure to act. Three, symbolization signifying a person, word, or thing as a threat. Moral entrepreneurs, individuals and groups who target deviant behavior. Societal control culture comprises those with institutional power, the police, the courts, and local and national politicians. They are made aware of the nature and extent of the threat. Concern is passed up the chain of command to the national level where control measures are instituted. The public. These include individuals and groups. They have to decide who and what to believe. In the Mod and Rocker case, the public initially distrusted media messages, but ultimately believed them. Mass media. The concept of moral panic has also been linked to certain assumptions about the mass media. In recent times, the mass media have become important players in the dissemination of moral indignation, even when they do not appear to be consciously engaged in sensationalism or in muckraking. Simply reporting a subset of factual statements without contextual nuance can be enough to generate concern, anxiety, or panic. Cohen stated that the mass media is the primary source of the public's knowledge about deviance and social problems. He further argued that moral panic gives rise to the folk devil by labeling actions and people. Christian Jopke furthers the importance of media, as he notes, shifts in public attention Quote, can trigger the decline of movements and fuel the rise of others. According to Cohen, the media appear in any or all three roles in moral panic dramas, setting the agenda, selecting deviant or societally problematic events deemed as newsworthy, then using finer filters to select which events are candidates for moral panic. Transmitting the images, transmitting the claims by using the rhetoric of moral panics. Breaking the silence and making the claim. And that's where we're going to end it for today. But get excited for tomorrow because we're going to use a lot of examples. I feel like this clearly describes politics in America. Yes. And I think that's going to become more evident tomorrow.
<laughs> oh, man. This has been the Wikipedia page for Moral Panic, Part 1 of 2. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten. Except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your Moral Panic alarm button. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.